conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast recording from a place that is too humid and needs to cool down. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and I'm sweating. And joining me, as always, from her air-conditioned apartment. Not air-conditioned apartment, but apparently not as sweaty as I am. It's Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? Dan, see, you say air-conditioned because I do have an air-conditioning unit. However, Uh I'm out here recording, and Gage is currently in the other room sitting with, like, next to no clothes on, waiting for this to be done so he can come back out into the room that is Mm. air-conditioned. And I do sleep with an ice pack. So, you know, I feel you. And if you had come talk to me at around, like, 1 p.m. when I was running up and down the stairs doing my laundry, I would have looked very sweaty. Don't worry. <laughs> right there with you. Um, I, I mean, it is cooler outside now, like, markedly cooler than it was earlier in the day. It's always good to start off a movie podcast talking about the day's weather. But, um, like, it was 95 and, like, 70% humidity today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided to go for a bike ride at one in the afternoon. Disgusting, Dan. It looked like I went swimming. It was great. But I walked outside to, you know, take a walk around my building because I'm an old man who needs to go outside every once in a while. Otherwise, my bones lock up. I feel that. And I was like, oh, it's cooled down a lot. That air has not made its way into my apartment. No, it's it stagnant. Is- it is here. warm and wet in here. I make it sound like I'm in your apartment, but I am experiencing <laughs> the same thing as you're experiencing in my building. So, Well, speaking of somebody who is basically in my apartment, he's slightly above me, our guest for the fourth time, Tom Hillmeyer. Hi, Tom. How are you? Are you sweaty? I have good news to share. Okay. The high for the next seven days is 70 degrees. That's Jesus beautiful. doing his work. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm about to be wearing sweaters, long pants. Uh, it's going to rain tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I am. Oh, we needed it. I know. But I'm doing well otherwise. It was. Yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> Except for the fact that I had to watch this stupid movie today. Starting off strong. Okay. <laughs> I also watched this movie today, approximately finishing it approximately one half hour ago. Not uh-huh. actually. It was 45 minutes ago. It wasn't as stupid. Fresh wounds. <laughs> I'm going to get it off my chest right now. Rip Shia LaBeouf. He's not dead. His career just is. <laughs> I used to have such a crush on him back in the day. He was the hot guy. I know. And this movie really reawakened something. And I just remembered how actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf went kind of I mean, I don't want to point far. fingers, but he's a little—he's a little loose these days, and I don't mean that like promiscuous. I mean in the noggin. He's a little um, cuckoo. This came out. He, he had a three-movie run mm-hmm. of like movies that like it's, he's not a teen movie star, but he was the teen 
starring in movies. Are you talking about Transformers Disturbia in this movie? Or are you talking about Eagle Eye? That's also one of his, I think. Oh, throw it in. Make it four. Yeah, let me just let me just double check, make sure that's not Joseph we... Gordon Levitt that I'm thinking of. Nope, <laughs> no, it he is was definitely. An eagle eye, yeah. Yep. I saw all of those. I respectfully watched all of those. <laughs> Hands we, in my we, lap. Mm-hmm. Are we not including holes on this list? Oh, don't Too even early. get me started. I love holes. I love holes. Too early in the run I though, because. Because yeah. the greatest game ever played came nope. out after Holes. Uh, Throw that whole movie stu- away. <laughs> also a stupid movie, but I kind of enjoy it. Of course you do. He, it's about golf. <laughs> he's done a lot of... Intri- like, let me let me pull up Shia LaBeouf real quick. I know this Recently, is usually you, Dan. He was but... in um, The Peanut Butter Falcon, which got like, rave reviews. And really? He, wrote, he was he in like, that? write it didn't he write it he wrote honey boy which came out the he same wrote honey year. boy that was it yeah. um you know he's worth 25 million dollars i believe it hmm. why not anna you know <laughs> we're all asking that yeah. <laughs> why not anna why doesn't anna have more money i don't know my dudes i'm really out here trying <laughs> um so while anna does her due diligence on the buff mm-hmm Let's go over some facts about the movie. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the fourth Indiana Jones movie, released in 2008. Directed once again by Steven Spielberg, produced by Frank Marshall. Screenplay by David Kopp, Cope, Kep, whatever. Story by George Lucas and Jeff Nathanson. Starring Harrison Ford, Kate Blanchett, Karen Allen, Ray Winstone, John Hurt, Jim Broadbent, and Shia LaBeouf. With music by John Williams, released on May 22nd, 2008, with a budget of $185 million, it made $790.7 million. That's a lot of money. I. It's the reason they made this movie. Yeah. When we get to a point, it doesn't have to be now. Oh, he's also in Charlie's Angels, which I watched relatively recently. Okay. I just wanted to mention... Um, before I thirst too much uh, over my past crush on Shia LaBeouf, he is a SA, like we, he's been accused of committing sexual assault. I feel like I shouldn't be saying that. I've heard some podcasts kind of bleep it out and some podcasts not, so I'm just going to do my best. If Trigger warning. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just doing my best, man. Um, we are not trying to glorify those acts, but we are going to talk about his performance in this movie, which he was in. Okay. I just wanted to, <laughs> to mention that so that we're not like praising him and people, you know, all five of our listeners are up in arms. So pardon you. We have at least double digit listeners. Whoa. Whoa. But still. Um, more than I expected. Oh, c- well. Thanks, Tom. For thank your you for your ending confidence. Oh, no. No. Simply because of my presence. Oh. Uh- Tom oh. really thinks. Oh, I thought you were saying for a second that you thought you were bringing all the fans out. I was no. like, Tom. <laughs> no. um, on Rotten we Tomatoes, can't, we can't hit Shrek numbers. You know, it's okay. I'm not joking. Shrek Two was our second most listened to episode. Are you see? I blame the fact that Mark literally spammed. From what I heard, he was telling <laughs> everyone. I mean, like, thank you, Mark. We appreciate very much, the work, appreciate the grind you. he put down for us. <laughs> That's my boy, but I, still. 
I've prevented people from listening to the episodes I'm on. Tom! That's not I'm what kidding. you do! It's, it's, Tom, here, I'll boost your confidence. You sound angelic, and you've in- contributed a million <laughs> wow. intelligent quotes and things to think about. People should be listening. There you go. I hope that boosted your confidence for the day. It did. Good. I'm going to go tell everybody I'm on this podcast. Good. Thank you. Tom, I want to make out with your thoughts oh. about Indiana Jones. Not this movie, you don't. <laughs> uh, Hate makeout. Oh. Uh, so Not the I'm, anger makeout. Wait, that's one. It. I said that's it like one. four times before we started recording. I know. But that didn't count. That was the warm up. Fair. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, surprisingly, this movie has a 78% approval rating. Um, the critical consensus is though the plot elements are certainly familiar, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull still delivers the thrills. And Harrison Ford's return to the title role is more than welcome. Roger Ebert, Big Raj, gave it three and a half out of four stars. Really? He had a good time. Raj, Raj, he said, why? Same rating he gave Last Crusade, finding it same old, same old, but what I want it to be. Oh. What I want is goofy action, lots of it. He's I want a- man-eating ants, sword fighting between two people balanced on the backs of speeding jeeps, Caverns of gold, vicious femme fatales, plunges down three waterfalls in a row, and the explanation for flying saucers, and throw in a lot of monkeys. He's in a comfortable, healthy relationship with the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You know what I'm saying? Yes, oh my lord. He comes home, he kisses it on the cheek, they uh, cook a nice dinner. They have a nice dinner together. They Go to watch, bed at 8.30. Yeah, in separate beds, as is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> separate twin beds. Sex once a month, every other Wednesday. Yep. Um, some other people were not as kind. The Communist Party of the Russian Federation tried to ban the film. Okay. Accusing the production team of demonizing the Soviet Union. I mean, this is the same country that made America change the end of Rocky Four, isn't it? Wasn't that Rocky Four? Well, no, Rocky Four, Rocky beats the Soviets. Yeah, but if you watch it in Russia, it's changed so that they win. I swear oh my on my gosh. life. Give it a goog. I swear to God on my life. I love Rocky Four, and I didn't know that. I don't know uh, why I know God. that. I think Gage might have told me. The Soviet Union such a buzzkill. To, to quote the Communist Party of the Russian Federation <laughs> in their native tongue. No. Dan, please. I'm gonna do, a, do I'm doing a really bad Russian accent, and you all have to listen. <laughs> oh God! Okay. Thanks for the warning. In I, 1957, I the USSR was not sending terrorists to America, but sending Sputnik satellite into space. Thank you. Wasn't this? The, <laughs> when did the Cold War happen? That was in the 60s, right? The Cold War was 1945 to 1991. Holy cow, that lasted a long time. Why did I think it was only when JFK was in office? (laughs) That was the Cuban (laughs) Missile Crisis. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It wasn't in office very long. I know, I know. Two and a half years. I mean. Did you think the Cold War was a hot war? No, I thought the Cold War, okay, listen. Oh, are we getting into how the Cold War wasn't actually cold and that there were hot conflicts? I'm going to tell you right now. What public school taught me the Cold War was in the 60s. (laughs) Russia and America hovered over buttons going, huh? 
uh, 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 I'm going to send a nuke. <laughs> Maybe I won't. Ah! Maybe I will. <laughs> and then one day they just gave up because their arms got tired. Just kidding. I actually was That's in... not a bad summation of Thank it. If you, you. Wide, if you widen out end. the whole view of it, it would be one of their arms got tired and then the building around them collapsed. Would you believe that I was in honors history growing up from the attitude I'm giving you, from the intelligent <laughs> quips I've given you about history? I wanted to be a historian when I was little. That's I surprising. still want to be a historian. Yeah. I, I just wanted to curate a museum, which is like a lot more work than you'd think it is. Did you know that you can get a degree in museum studies? I did, and I I really thought about it for a while, and then then I didn't. You I wanted with to a more lucrative career of acting. Yeah, no, I wanted to specialize in the Civil War, which my mom was like. That's been very like a lot of people have studied that. Have you considered something else? And then I like fixated on other tragedies for a while and then I just kind of decided that I just didn't feel like it and I liked acting instead so <laughs> I love museums okay this isn't supposed to be dark I just love museums that's it I'm, that's it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what were we talking about um, the cold war yeah Spielberg responded yep. to the Soviet Union. Well, the Communist Party of the Russian Federation. We decided the fourth installment would take place in 1957. We had no choice but to make Russians the enemies. Our hands World were War II had just ended and the Cold War had begun. The U.S. didn't have any other enemies at the time. I think that might be false, but definitely I would say Russia and communism might have been the biggest enemies of the time. However, if America's thriving, there's enemies. People be dying. Hold on. Hold on. So Spielberg's reason for using the Russians is because there weren't any more Nazis. So he could have another shot reason in Argentina, you know? why they used the Russians <laughs> is because after he filmed Schindler's List, yeah. he was like, no. I mean, not that's using the Nazis, Nazis again. Nazis. Incredibly fair. Yeah. That movie is sad, to say the least. Yeah. Beautiful music, though. It will not be included in my John Williams wedding. Too sad. <laughs> in your John Williams funeral. <laughs> that, when I'm lowered into the ground, play Schindler's <laughs> List. No, play Live, and, live or Let It. <laughs> live and Let Die By from the frog James chorus? Bond. Yes. <laughs> in Shrek 4. <laughs> Tom is so confused. Yeah. Well, no, I listened to the podcast. I know what you're talking oh, okay. about. Just the actual recording of Live and Let Die mm -hmm. is incredibly upbeat. Yes. So mm -hmm. if you're being lowered into the ground, they go, and live and let die. Yes. So the way I envision it. And then it goes, ba 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 What I envision is that I'm being lowered from a great height. And I don't. <laughs> I am like. Stand, I'm up there and I don't start moving until that boom. Then I start moving. Ba -da -da, da -da -da, da -da. Oh man. I have a, another image that just popped in my head. So, okay. another option for what you could do. Thank you. Open casket funeral. Mm -hmm. Your body's lying there. Everybody does their, their final words to or everything. Mm -hmm. As Little Mutt dies, starts to play as mm -hmm. everybody finishes mm -hmm. up. Um, you have a group of people standing around the casket mm -hmm. ready to pounce. 
right oh. when that right when he goes live and let die and that bow goes mm-hmm. they close the one half of the casket oh and then the second bow they close the other half of the Ooh, casket and then that. when it starts the the theatrical part the the da, 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 mm-hmm. as you did previously people just sprint with your casket out of the church or out of the funeral home to the cemetery Damn, to bury you, you in the ground. You know before it gets are to really the, heavy, right? I know they are. That's why you have a bunch of people. Oh, okay. You have like a Jamaican bobsled team. And instead of there being a bobsled, they have your casket. Oh, God. Please be careful. Please be and careful. They need to get to the plot before it gets to the, what does it matter to you? Otherwise, all the timing will be off. Amen. They better get there. I could go on and on. I faked. I have a plan to fake my own funeral, but I'm not in the mood to do that right now. I think we should talk about the movie. <laughs> yeah, this is a movie podcast. Right? <laughs> it's a funeral podcast. In theory. Um, we got to get so, our sillies out first, Tom. Yeah. Tom, you started this off on a, I'll say a dour note about the movie. Before we get oh. into it, <laughs> why so angry? Because it's completely unnecessary. So is Fast 9, which How I saw yesterday. You bite your tongue, Daniel. I didn't say that it's bad. Good. F9, my return to theatrical cinema, it's a perfect movie. Good. It doesn't <laughs> make <family>. any sense. <laughs> no, this was just like, they did it so, so long after the end of the, end of the original trilogy that like, okay... If you're bringing back the characters, it's it's not going to be the same. And you either have to like completely lean into it and do like a whole new trilogy and bring new people on and revive the franchise, or it just looks like a cash grab, which it is. I mean, I feel like they tried to revive the franchise, but um, some of the actors went off the deep end a little bit, so that couldn't really happen. <laughs> I I mean, I wasn't. I did not see Shia LaBeouf becoming the new Indiana Jones at any point. Please address him by his full name, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Please laugh. Please. You know who I could see becoming the next Indiana Jones? Who? Sam Worthington from Avatar. I don't know who that is. Let me give it a goo. You know the movie Avatar? Which one? The movie. I've never the seen only it. One. So <laughs> the blue one. I've never seen the it. only one at the moment before they make seven more. Yeah. Oh, he's kind of handsome. Yeah, he also is charismatic enough. Are you being completely serious? No, I'm Listen. joking completely. Okay. I was what thinking if, of an okay. actor that got big at the same time. Why oh. not Taron Egerton? He's so fine. He's too short. Ha- <gasps> yeah. He's too short. How tall is he? Hold on. Like 5'7 or something? Oh, man. He also and... looks way too British. No. Yes. What? Have you Just seen cause... him? Yes. He's 5'9, first of all. Second of all, that explains a lot about why I'm attracted to him. And third of all, I don't think he looks that British. I think he looks... Well, he is British. I know so... he's British. I, I guess he does look British. He doesn't... He's also already the face of another franchise. The Kingsman? Yeah. Yeah, and he's also played and the Elton, Elton John. John franchise. He's also the face of Elton yeah. John. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that movie slapped. Okay, a man with a face. <laughs> Gage took me to see that movie in theaters. Loved it. Yeah, I love Elton John, so that's besides the point. 
But Tom, do you who do you think would be a better pick than shy, actual cannibal? I mean, I never considered them replacing him. Like, I don't, and never did I see in this movie them even like push for like Shia to be the next indie. Like there was never. I don't think they were a time where like. Yeah, they weren't going for that. So they weren't trying to reboot the franchise. They were just adding another movie. Hmm. Hmm. Which is why I thought this movie was unnecessary. Okay. What do you think about Mad Max Fury Road? I think it's an excellent film. So why is that not have the same issue Ooh, he as got this movie you. does? He got you. Because it came you. out 20 years after the third yeah. Beyond, Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah. It's just a continuation. They, I mean, they replaced Mel Gibson. I mean, but it's they. He was still playing Mad Max. Yeah, but it wasn't a uh, reboot. It was a continuation. I've never seen the original Mad Max. Um, but I also think the original Mad Max, ah, uh, like part part of where I'm going thinking wise is that like not a lot of people have seen the original Mad Max so they saw Mad Max Fury Road as a standalone film like I did Um, that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah and I haven't seen the original so I can't compare it from what I've seen about it it looks very different like like the original Mad Max was still had like wasn't didn't feel as dystopian as the first one Mm mm-hmm at least just from the clips and stuff I've seen. Um, but it, 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 I think it, the, the Mad Max Fury Road disconnected itself enough from the original that it can stand on its own, where Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is basically just rehashing all of the motifs just for the sake of rehashing them and not really pushing them forward in any way. Okay. Second follow-up question. How do you feel about the film The Color of Money? The sequel to The Gambler, starring Paul Newman. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Dan, you're ancient. Uh, Anna, before Dan. we get into it, thoughts? Now, this is the story, I promised. It's not as exciting as I may have led on, but I'm going to tell it anyway. I have been looking forward to this for three well, weeks. I am so sorry to let you down, Tom. <laughs> uh, so, one thing I really like one memory I love about this movie. So when I was little and this came out, it was the same year that the sex in the city movie came out. And my mom and dad wanted to go to the movies. My mom wanted to see sex in the city. My dad wanted to see Indiana Jones. They obviously, my, they were not going to budge either way. So my mom called my godmother. She and my godmother went to see sex in the city. My dad and I went to see Indiana Jones and it was raining. And so this is the first and only time I've ever experienced this. There was a power outage in the middle of the movie. And so we went into the lobby. They're like, we'll let everybody know when the power comes back on and our movies are going to be started back up. You can go sit in the lobby where the generators are on and just hang out. We don't know if we're going to be able to get the movies back on tonight or if we're going to have to refund you. Um, It happened right in the middle of the ants scene. Like, it started flickering and flickering, and then it went out, and then on the screen was, like, a please go to the lobby sign, and they, like, made an announcement. And I don't know, like, that was, I just think that's kind of a cool experience. I've never, ever had that happen to me before this one time or after that one time of just 
you know, power outage. And it was just kind of a fun thing to share with my dad, like a movie series franchise that he really, really loves and like a fun memory. And I don't know, not that great of a story, but it is something I hold close to my heart. And when I was, this is the second time I've ever seen this movie since that day. And I think that makes it more fun for me is just thinking about like that memory. So there's the story of me seeing Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, power outage. Anna. Dan. Consider me two steel beams that are part of holding up a building because I am riveted. The silence is more rewarding than that. I, I wish I could have made a sound. <laughs> Thank you for supporting my inability to tell a story <laughs> um, and my ability to hype things up way more than they need to be hyped up. Uh, so this was the second highest grossing movie of 2008. Can either of you name the top grossing film? Sex in the City. No. Oh, well. Oh, is it Harry Potter? No. Oh. There wasn't a Harry Potter movie in 2008. Did an Oceans movie come out this year? Nope, that was 2007. Can we can uh, we have a hint? What? Sure, what? it's a superhero movie. Oh, is it oh, Iron, Iron Man? Man? Oh, yeah. Nope, Iron Man. it's the other 2008 superhero movie. Spider-Man. Other... No, that's 2007. Captain America. No. No, Iron Man came out in 2008. Batman, Correct. Dark Knight. Yes, it was the Dark Knight. Dark Knight, yeah. I got Which, it, at the time that it came out, was the fourth movie to gross a billion dollars. I mean, it's a wonderful film. It is. The other movies that are in the top ten of the year. Um, Kung Fu Panda. No. <laughs> Hancock. Mamma Mia. Oh, I have that on Blu-ray. I've seen all these movies. Jeez. Madagascar Escape to Africa. Not that one. I lied. Quantum of Solace. <laughs> then Iron Man. Ooh, she's all the way wow. down there. Wow. And then Wally and the Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Hot take, Wally's not that great of a movie. Come at me. Oh, I will come at you. I'm on my way to give you these. Doors hands. open, Tom. My neighbors never <laughs> oh. close it. Wally is my favorite Pixar movie. Okay. Hot take. That is a hot take. Hot take from Tom Hillmeyer. <laughs> it's just a movie I really enjoy. So I mean, good. I don't care. I'm glad you find joy in um. Wally. I just also find it funny. I own Hancock on Blu-ray. I'm looking at it right now. I don't think I've ever played the Blu-ray of Hancock. The Why only do you thing have it. I don't know. I don't remember getting it. I just have it. The only thing I remember about that movie is that the only reason why he goes by Hancock is because he can't remember his name, and for some yes. reason, the, the nurse, nurse says, at "The hospital, give, give me, your... me your John Hancock." Nobody says that anymore. Nobody ever says I... that. They say, "Sign here." Sign on the X. Anyway. Anyway. We're talking about Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. Uh, eventually. Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> we'll get there. And then the... Uh, did I say that Prince Caspian was the 10th highest grossing movie of all time of 2008? Not of all time. I was going to say gross. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. It was... 2008 was almost the highest grossing year in film. Uh, at the time, but it fell short by $30 million to 2007. Oh, 2007 mm. was the gro highest grossing of all time? At the time. I think oh. now it's like 2018. Oh, I thought you said Did about Did Avatar time. come out 2009? Mm -hmm. 
Wow. You know, that 12-year-old movie, Avatar. I've never seen it. You know, you know, for a while, the highest grossing movie of it all time. It still is Avatar. the highest grossing movie of all time. It was re-released in China this year, baby. <laughs> I looked that up yesterday. Wasn't it briefly oh. beat by something? What was it beat by? By Endgame. Oh, yeah. Endgame. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then Avatar God. said, James Cameron said, I don't James Cameron is so petty. So. <laughs> He's so petty. James, please. <laughs> Sitting at We're the bottom re- of the ocean, he sends up a bottle. Yeah, He's like, re-release it. Literally. China. We put now. it in China. What's okay. one of the most highly populated countries on Earth? Quick. Uh, Spain. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so, let's get into the movie. It starts out, and there are just a couple of teens driving down the road. Trying to race a government car, baby. Just the youths. Racing a youth who works for the gov. Mm. That's the dream. The 50s dream. We're in the 50s. All the other Indiana Jones movies take place in the 30s. This one, though, this one takes place in the swinging puritanical 50s. And Dan is thriving. I am thriving. Not a inch of skin is shown. Everybody is <laughs> fully covered up head to toe. Hound Dog is playing on the radio. Elvis's hip swivels are too sexual. It is my time to shine. The amount of 50s slang that they have Shia LaBeouf say in this movie and how I know he has to say because it's literally in the script, but it comes out too naturally for me. All <laughs> just too naturally. Uh, so these military people, they're the Soviets. Uh-oh. And they Steady-os. are breaking into a uh, military base. Hangar, they're looking for Hangar 51. And with them, they have captured Indiana Jones and his British partner. What's his name? Quadruple agent. Mac. Sure. Mac. We'll go with that. Um, I have two things to say about stuff you just said. One, was Area 51 copyrighted? So they had to use Hangar 51? I don't think the government maybe... is allowed to copyright anything. I know, but it's clearly Area yeah. 51. A secret government facility in the middle of the Nevada desert with the numbers 51, it's Area 51. Well, you know. Um, second one, uh, if this movie was made today, they would definitely have cast James Corden as Mac. Goodbye. Ugh. I used to love James Corden, but he's gotten on my nerves over the years, and I know I'm not alone. I immediately thought that that like they would recast or they would cast James mm-hmm. Corden, and then I just it put me in a bad mood the rest of the movie. There are yeah. lots of equally funny, cute, chubby men out there. Like we could go find somebody else. I think I go, like, I don't know, me. It's not. It's not, not hard to find Dan. an unfunny person. <laughs> True. Equally funny is setting the bar too high. Mm. Yeah. Um. So in this hangar fifty one, they're looking for this special metallic something or other that you could track using gunpowder. Uh, magnets. Magnets, baby. Very magnetic. So they go and they're searching through and they find whatever it is. Um, and then they are led on a chase throughout the hangar where we see the Ark of the Covenant get knocked over uh, and crash. Or maybe I'm remembering that. No, it no, actually happened. No, there's like happened. a part of the box that's like ripped open and it yeah. shows it. And I went, aw. 
<laughs> yeah. It was like in Last Crusade when they said, oh, look, the Ark of the Covenant. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they get out, and then Indy and Mac, they're, they're trying to escape from these Soviet people. Also, earlier we have met Kate Blanchett. Uh, she is playing Coconut Head from... <laughs> I was gonna say she's doing her best in that wig. She's killing it. The wig is not killing yes. it. Yes, Kate Blanchett, wonderful as always. Uh, yeah. Kate Blanchett's idea on what her character's hair should look like because she came up with the idea. Did she really? Yeah, she uh, really said full Edna mode. That wasn't even absolutely. a thing that existed yet. I don't think it did. That, Incredibles oh. came out in two thousand four. So she did say full Edna mode. <laughs> Incredibles came out in two thousand four. Yeah. Oh, I'm old. It's okay. Might have been 2003. No, it was 2004. Monsters, Inc. was 2003. <gasps> I love Monsters, uh, Inc. That makes me feel ancient. Thanks a lot, Dan. Wait, no. Uh, Monsters, Inc. was earlier than that, because Finding Nemo was 2004. Stop. So The Incredibles was 2003. Oh, I love Monsters, Inc., though. Welcome to a podcast. Incredibles or? was 2004. Nemo was 2003. Monsters, yeah. Inc. was 2001. Welcome to a podcast where two people are apparently having four. a quarter-life crisis about the release dates of Pixar films. You know that when I uh, had my wisdom I'm teeth pulled Wally out... I'm going to watch after this to feel better. Yeah, when I had my wisdom teeth pulled out, when I came out of my fog, I only talked about Monsters, Inc. That sounds nice. about right. Yeah. I only talked about how terrible Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull looks. Because everything looks like it was shot on a green screen. It does. Not quite as bad as Temple of Doom, because that actually was shot on a green screen. But can we talk about the cute little prairie dogs, though? I know they're CGI, but they're really cute. Yeah, there are cute little CGI prairie dogs at the beginning of this movie. It They, they remind me of something that George Lucas would have added in a special edition version of this. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Where it's just like it's that little tiny thing that's like, yeah, we could throw it in when they when we put this on Blu-ray. Can we also talk about Gage was harping on this today? So when they're in the area fifty-one, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes. Um, how for the nuclear bomb testing area, how detailed the houses were? Can anyone go into detail for me about why they would want to make it look like somebody actually lived there? Have you ever played because the Call of Duty Black Ops map Nuketown? I have never played Call of Duty in my life. I'm sorry. My my notes say Indiana Jones Black Ops. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Because this whole opening sequence looks like Black Ops. Yeah. Is Black Ops a... I don't know anything about Black Ops. I'm so sorry. I'm like a video game weenie. It's a it's a Cold War based Call of Duty game. And there's oh, a there's you a mean level the 60s? A stage. Yes, yeah, six, nineteen sixty one to nineteen sixty three. Um, the Cold War ended on eleven twenty two sixty three. There is a, a stage in Black Ops that is a nuclear testing, like a, a fake city, fake suburban town built for nuclear testing. Mm. Um, and the reason they do it is to see the effects of what. That's a nuclear what I thought. Like. But like down to the having like Crisco in the cabinet, like for what? Well, if the Crisco yeah. can survive it. Oh, you're yeah. right. You're right. They want to make it as realistic as possible without putting people in there. So that's why they have the mannequins that melt. Yeah. Um, okay. I was yeah. just curious because we were like, why is there Dawn on the sink and a real working TV? So I just thought I'd ask. The working yeah. TV is the one thing that they're I don't watching, think they actually had. They're watching Howdy Doody, though, Dan. I know. 
the show of yeah. my people. I know. Well, it's Puppets. like, yeah, during this time period, we didn't know <laughs> what a nuke would do. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, does it just destroy everything? What does radiation do to the area? And then they make Indiana Jones take like a chemical shower afterwards. Like they think that's going to wash the radiation down. off. My dude. Yeah, there's no way he survives getting in a fridge Mm-mm. and being launched yeah. a mile away. Indy survives the Somehow. nuclear explosion by locking himself inside a lead-lined fridge and then flying around. He would have been turned into a meat puree by how yeah. much that fridge bounced around. Bare minimum, yeah. he would have broken some bones. Yeah. But yeah. He's, apparently it was a padded inside fridge. He survives. Fun fact about nuclear testing, according oh. to the book The 50s by David Halberstam, um, when they were testing the hydrogen bomb, mm. they took bets on whether or not the bomb would burn up the atmosphere. Oh! Yeah. Oh, they had no idea. <laughs> they had no idea whether insane. or not they would end the world with the test. Hey, y'all, hot take. Let's not bomb things. That's actually the opposite of a hot take. Noted. The bomb Noted. Would be the you hot know, I'm part. just trying to be radical over <laughs> we'll here. We'll take it into we'll take it into consideration. Local podcaster says stop bombing. <laughs> Creates <laughs> world peace. Bombs are bad. Scientists <laughs> shocked. <laughs> Creates world peace. Uh, Everyone so hugs now. Destroyer of worlds. Indy survives and he is interviewed by the janitor from Scrubs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's what Gage said too. Again. Wait, 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 wait. Is the janitor from Scrubs the dad on the middle? Yes, he is. I didn't recognize him in this movie, and I love the middle. Never watched Scrubs, though. Okay. Hmm. Uh, He is also in The Fugitive as a cop. Um, Really? Yeah, he's a a CTA cop, which is then brought up in an episode of Scrubs where JD is watching The Fugitive, and he sees him in the movie, and he's like, janitor. I'm surprised I didn't recognize him. He's kind of distinct looking because he's so giant. He's like six foot seven or something. Yeah. He's got glasses on. That, that would definitely Superman fool disguise. He's got those 50s Superman glasses on. You're right. Uh, so they're interviewing him because they think that he might be a double agent for the Soviet Union. Um, so that is hanging over his head throughout the whole movie. He gets well. This is also where we get like backstory and what Indy's been up to for the last twenty years. Didn't he fight he served in, World in the War? II. Yeah, yeah. He was like he did British Secret Service and just like Elvis. Like he was all over. He probably just fought like alongside Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Elvis was not in World War Two. Oh crap! He was Vietnam, wasn't he? No, uh, he was Korea. Oh, Korea. <laughs> the Forgotten War. Oh, Fun fact, my I, grandpa served in the Korean War. He was in yeah. Germany. <laughs> Sir. Did he get lost? He, the, the story that he says is he was skiing during the Korean War. <laughs> I was going to thank him for his service, but it sounds like he had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like he had a great time. <laughs> he I, gave him his driver's license. He never learned how to drive. Oh. He's been driving for 70 years. Sir. <laughs> I, I like to picture he still gets out on the road. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm telling you, Germany really was wild. And after the after World War II, they were really like everything's okay now because we're terrible we made a mistake and so now they're just giving people their driver's licenses and skiing very crazy all time all time in conclusion quote germany was wild wilden 
after World War II. I mean, they were also like dirt broke, but that's wait, wasn't and, that after and World they War They were I? also not governing themselves. They were split into two, into four govern governments. Oh. You know, fast forward to now, and they're like, I don't Wild know. Germany out. seems like cool. I don't know what the vibe is with Germany, but they seem chill. The vibe of Germany is pleasant and efficient. <laughs> Perfect. I just hit my nose on the microphone. I'm so sorry. You're gonna hear not a acceptable weird in Germany. Tapping sound. <gasps> Germany. That is neither pleasant nor efficient. Sorry, Angla. Angela Merkel is knocking on your I'm door. I'm sorry, right Angla. Now. Anyway, we see Indy. He's back at his old professorial job. Uh, where Slughorn. Professor Slughorn is the dean. <laughs> um, somehow there are fewer girls lusting over a 60-something-year-old Indiana Jones than they were about a 40-year-old Indiana Jones. I literally was sitting there wondering to myself if they were looking at him going, do you think he was hot back in the day? You know, like his students? Mm-hmm. Do you think they, had, they were looking at him the way some people at Marquette apparently looked at Father Grant? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they probably were. Tom, you didn't look at Father Grant that way? Every time I he walked didn't. down the, the hallway, you weren't biting uh, your lower lip? I no. didn't look at him like that either. And I lived no. down the hall from him my sophomore <laughs> no. year. I don't like this conversation anymore. He got a chili pepper. What can I say? I it wasn't from me. I should just send him anonymously this link at this timestamp. Don't. He once called me out during mass. For it was Ash Wednesday, and he's like, something, something, sinning, something, something. We face a lot of challenges. Just like I know, Anna, you face challenges in my classes sometimes. Am I right? And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> Father Grant? We all face challenges sometimes. I literally have an A in your class. But anyway. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so Indy, he gets put on leave from his job as a professor because, you know, he's under investigation. The Slug board one? of regents or whatever, they think that something's wrong. This is just past the Red Scare. Slughorn, a real one, though, because he resigned so that Indy yeah. could still get paid. That's, bro, that's... When we say boys being boys, that's what I'm talking about, okay? That that's is the dudes vibe. being bros to the max. Mm-hmm. That's just guys being dudes. That yeah. is guys being dudes. That's the energy I want to keep for the rest of 2021. Okay. Yeah. So then Indy, like all men in the 50s do when they get put on a leave of absence or fired, he gets on a train to go somewhere. Uh, but then he gets stopped because a young Fonzie type rides up next to the train asking okay. if he is Indiana Jones. Now, this is what I was talking about when I said we need to acknowledge that Shia LaBeouf has done some unsavory things or has been accused of some unsavory things. Because when this movie came out, I was lusting, okay? I didn't know about (laughs) things back then. And this scene, he looks so cool, my dudes. Like, the way Shia rolls up on that motorcycle took me right back to seventh grade when this movie came out. He looks like what they wanted the Fonz to look like. You mean Henry Winkler doesn't look like this? You know, I'm gonna say it. Henry Winkler, who plays Shia LaBeouf's father in Holes, doesn't look like this? (gasps) Stanley Yelnats Jr.? Actually, probably like Shia LaBeouf shows up in season three of Barry. (laughs) 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 
so, Indy and Mutt Williams, Stop. who is Shia LaBeouf's character. I That's am his so, name. I am so sick of the name Mutt. There's a character on Schitt's Creek named Mutt, and I, for the longest time, thought his name was Mott, and uh-huh. I, it just bothers me. It's such a weird name. If your name is Mutt, explain yourself. It's short for smut. I knew it. <laughs> uh, the reason that Mutt is talking to Indy is because he's telling him that his old colleague and Mutt's basically the guy who raised Mutt, Professor Harold Oxley, has found a crystal skull in Peru, but he got kidnapped along with Mutt's mom, a woman named Mary. Huh. Who could that be? Gasp. Put that in your pocket. For a rainy day. So Mutt gives Indy a letter from... Oxley and his mother that has a riddle in an ancient language. And then, uh uh-oh, guess who shows up in Pennsylvania? I don't know where this is supposed to take place. The Soviets! The Soviets invade America and start chasing after Indy and Mutt. And they have a motorcycle chase throughout town. This is one of the first times when Shia says something that's straight out of the 50s that sounded natural because of the time, but felt weird to my ears. And it was when he's driving through the library instead of yelling, get out of the way, get out of the way. He's yelling, split, oh. split, split, split. I'm split. like, yeah. yeah, I can't do a split, sir. What do I do? <laughs> like, um, So at the they evade the KGB and it ends with them Tokyo drift sliding underneath the tables in the library. And guess what? This many years later, that's still cool as hell. It's so cool. <laughs> uh and, of course, because it's the 50s, they end at a nerd who's in Dr. Jones's class who asks him to explain some archaeologist. And he's like, ignore him. Research this guy and said, if you want to be an archaeologist, you got to go into the field. Get out of the library. And then it's a montage of them flying to places. Just like old times, classic red line flying transition. I hope one day to be on one of those red lines flying over a map. Yeah, this is one of the good red lines. Just sitting on one of those little red dots. This this reminds me of the scene in Emperor's New Groove where Yzma and um, Cusco are going on a route and they show like Yzma and Krunk fell down a hole and stuff, but they still beat Cusco back to the palace yeah. or whatever. <laughs> right, right. So the Indian mutt, they get to Peru, um, and they find a local psychiatric hospital that you know, Oxley was in. Do you know what city they're in? Lima? Cusco. No. Oh. Cusco. Cusco, Peru. Anyway, I just, you know, Emperor's New Groove. Thought Did I they bring it. poison? Poison for Cusco. A poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together now. <laughs> My spinach pops. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, written on the walls of Oxley's cell, uh, they are just carvings. They look like the carvings of a madman. And you're wondering, how can a man who we later learn has the build of John Hurt carve all this into <laughs> stone walls? And a question that's never answered. Maybe he just, the you build know, of John Hurt. he was willed, you know, by his knowledge. Sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes that man is all bone. Me too. But I bone. think that I could scratch into, bo- into, into, what the, what the, they never stone. really say how long he's there. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
It could have been like a week. Uh, yeah, I True. imagine it's a short time because Mutt doesn't He's seem... A, well, Axe is an old man. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, okay, you're right. Touche, you're right. I'll let you win this round. And like he For might logic. have had a Shawshank rock hammer, but Tim Robbins is 6'7". He's a big dude. John Hurt is not a big dude. That's my biggest issue with this movie. The logical fallacy that comes with John Hurt carving things into a wall. I can sense by your <laughs> vacant stares right now that you are do not care. Riveted. And I was the listeners Googling also don't care. How tall John Hurt was? He is five foot nine. Wow, you know who else the is five foot nine? Average height. Shia LaBiffy. That is correct. <laughs> As we established earlier. Uh, so they end up finding the grave of Francisco de Orellana. I pronounced that wrong, but I'm not going to try again. Who was a conquistador who was searching for Akator, which is a hidden city of gold and treasures where the crystal skull comes from. El Dorado. Basically, yeah. Um, Desperado. Nope. I'm not going to keep going. <laughs> not allowed. I'm not supporting this. <laughs> um, I don't know what song is that. That's from TikTok where they literally yeah. go, mm, Desperado. That's literally all I know because that's all that's ever played on TikTok. Anyway. Anyway, what were you saying? Uh, I was just going to let you guys know that um, people often Google Sheila Buff trying to find Shia LaBeouf <laughs> because that was, um, did you mean Sheila Buff was definitely something that came up. <laughs> Wait, it's... Sh- no, no, how no, do it you... was like, it dropped down underneath where it's like similar oh, okay. questions, yeah. similar questions, and it was like, how tall is Sheila Buff? And I clicked on it, and it said, he will be 34. I was like, this is about Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> uh, so at the, the, the grave where a bunch of, they find a body that is perfectly preserved that then immediately begins to decay because guess what? It has been exposed to the elements now, and I don't think that's how bodies really work. Like, if you cut open a casket that's been perfectly preserved, it won't decay into bone immediately if it's been preserved that well. Yeah, I don't I don't so. know. It was kind of scary looking, though. I feel like... It was. The absolute, like, brittle, cray papery texture, I think it could happen. Maybe not quite that fast, but I think, mm-hmm. like, if you were to touch it or bump it in some way, it would definitely crinkle like that to nothing. Yes. Yeah. If you were to twist it, to bop it, to pull it... To slap it, to shake it. Shout it. Shout it. Don't forget to shout it. Decay! That's the sound of a body decaying. Yeah? Um, that's, <laughs> that's the sound of Anna's casket being lowered into the ground at her live-and-let-die funeral. Yep. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, so they find the crystal skull, and... Indy's like, oh, Oxley probably returned to the skull here for safekeeping or something. Well, better take it. Um, I mean. Yeah. He returned it for a reason. Yeah, well. Better ignore that. They, <laughs> they take him. it because the, the Soviets show up and take them along with them. They kidnap them because guess what? Max, a double agent, as I failed to establish earlier in this recitation, recitation of the plot. Okay, okay, but... They got that, like, Mac wasn't with them when they found the uh, graveyard. How did the Soviets know where they were? He has a really good sense of smell. Okay. Because <laughs> there's a big, my 
bit, one of my big issues with this movie is that there's tiny little plot points that like don't really connect completely. Mm-hmm. So like, how did they know they were at the graveyard? The Soviets just show up. That we have no idea how they knew to get. I there. mean, maybe I, maybe somebody heard the commotion in the middle of the night and they just stayed there and waited. Sure. Let's go or with that. Like how, or or how did they find exactly where the graveyard was based on a carving of the outline on a sanitarium floor they just did their best yeah i mean it's it's the tiny little things like that that like all the uh, like especially like raiders like over explained to a point Mm -hmm. um where it's just they just glossed over it we need to find a happy medium friends yeah yeah right i assume that the soviets either have a person listening in everywhere like while they were in the sanitarium one of the guards sure. outside was a soviet or paid by the soviets or sure. they just pay people who are nearby to tell them stuff that's did true. they have a translator though like it seems like i mean i'm guessing they would have but it feels like they didn't have anybody who spoke whatever the the i i want to say spanish but i know is? it wasn't it's like a no it was that local yeah dialect, it was the local dialect which yeah. i feel like the chances of having someone who speaks that very specific dialect. I mean, I guess Indiana Jones does, but, you know, he knows everything, so. Let's just assume they had a translator. I I fall under the, the impression, as evidenced by how I did not question anything in F9, even though it didn't make sense. Um, they went to space, Dan. I assume... Everything makes sense in movies. I don't care if logically okay. it doesn't. I assume there are things that were not shown that are like, okay, sure, whatever. Well, I'm on I mean, with it. If you assume that everything has to make sense in movies, you're gonna not enjoy half the movies you watch. I mean, Tom. well, okay. <laughs> no, no, okay. Come on, Tom. What about at the end of Greece when the car flies away? <laughs> Did you see that tweet, Anna? That no. It, it said, it, it was in quotes, pronouns are confusing. Oh, yeah? Why did the car fly away at the end of Greece? <laughs> <laughs> I would have retweeted it if I saw it. All I'm saying is that they established in the other Indiana Jones movies that, like, if they have somebody, like, tailing it, like, they, they normally show how the bad guy gets the information that Indy got. Mm-hmm. Fair. Like, they're either tracking Indy or they're immediately going behind him and getting that little piece of information. Like they just show a three second shot of the fact that somebody's tailing them. Uh, that's just what I saw was missing from this. That I'm also one who's a fan of like Raiders and National Treasure and the Da Vinci Code. Things that were like over explained and there's an absolute reason for everything that goes on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, those are like my favorite kind of movies. Fair. Where it's like an an action adventure, like solving pu- solving a puzzle or a riddle, or a- it's a treasure hunt movie. Yeah. Fair, fair. I see. I see wh- where you're coming from. I have a de- successful defense. Yes. Good job. A plus. You pass. The prosecution rests. Um, they are taken to a Soviet camp where they find Oxley, who is out of his mind, and Marion Ravenwood. Gasp, From gasp. the past movie. Who, guess what? Marion is Shia LaBeouf's mother. Gasp. Mom? Gasp. Mom? Mom? Mother. I, yeah, I assume since it was the 50s, he would greet her with mother. 
That's how I call my mom, and she hates it. (laughs) I think she's gotten used to it, though, but for the longest time, she got mad every time I did it. Oops. Having having watched uh, a fair share of episodes of Father Knows Best, once you pass the age that their youngest daughter is, it's mother and father. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not mom and dad. It's not mommy and daddy. No. Mother... Mother doesn't approve of me doing this. Okay, Eleanor Donahue, mm-hmm. get off your high horse. Mm-hmm. Eleanor Donahue played the oldest daughter in Father Knows Best, and also Andy's girlfriend in the first season of the Andy Griffith Show. Wow, Dan, how versatile! Thanks for that fun fact. Fun facts from young people. With me, a twenty-three-year-old, an ancient man. <laughs> Um, as they are trying to escape from the Soviets, they fall into a pit of not quicksand, but basically quicksand. Uh, oh, before this, mm-hmm. just t- very, very tiny quickly. Um, at one point, Ox says Henry Jones Jr., like kind of snapping out of his trance or whatever he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I immediately got a flashback to, I think it was Harry Potter and the... Order of the Phoenix, mm-hmm. where they go, where they're trying to, like, they're in a tr- jury trial or whatatever, mm. and they said, it was Barty Crouch. And then it's, Junior. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And then David Tennant <laughs> is doing that creepy thing with yeah. his tongue, where he's, yes. like, yeah. sticking it. Oh, yes. Oh, 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 I yes. hate that. I immediately went back to that just because the way he was saying, he was like, Henry Jones. Oh, so now I'm picturing, Junior. I'm picturing Henry David Tennant's Jones. face. Junior. You're me- <laughs> <laughs> covering your eye. You look like you're in pain. All you're doing is picturing David Tennant. No offense to David Tennant. I love the man. Okay, he's a wonderful, blessed actor. I've seen many of the things he's, he's been actor. in. You know, Broadchurch, Doctor Who, that other one. Um, but <laughs> no, I can't remember what it's called. Where he plays the de- the demon. Um, I. He's terrifying in Harry Potter. Just absolutely terrifying. And it haunts my nightmares. And I refuse to believe that's him with the eyes bugging out and the tongue flicking around like a snake. Absolutely not. Uh, so Marion reveals that Mutt Good is omens. Indy's son. Sorry. Good omen indeed. <laughs> I, lo- I love how Indy immediately snapped from saying like, oh, he didn't finish school, whatever. He's like, he's your son. Why didn't he finish school? Yeah. yeah. He, he mean, switches yeah, from cool good. uncle to dad. He really does. Right, right. He says, son, educate mm-hmm. yourself. I also love how he starts calling him son the rest of the movie. I know. And Shia doesn't catch on immediately. At the end, though, when Shia calls him daddy-o, I screamed. I was like, <laughs> what in the 1950s nonsense is this? Uh, so... The reason that the Soviets are after the skull is because they think, uh, by the way, I didn't say this, but Kate Blanchett's character's name is Spalco, which sounds like a brand of spackle. I'm just <laughs> going to keep calling her Kate Blanchett if you don't yeah. mind. Fine by me. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so she thinks that the skull is from an alien that are psychic and finding more skulls will give the Soviet Union the power to read minds throughout the world and have almighty knowledge through telepathy. You know, reading minds would be cool, except I also feel like if I was reading minds, there would be things I just don't want to know. Like, yeah, like you're just randomly on the street, you walk past a guy, he just goes, I tooted. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that or like just some people might be having a really boring day. Like half of the time, if you were to listen to my brain, I'd be thinking about like random dumb things like, oh, I got to do my laundry. What am I going to wear to work tomorrow? What should I pack in my lunchbox? Do I have any ice or should I make like, you know what I mean? Like so mm-hmm. boring. You're really going to search through billions of minds to try and find one tidbit of good information when in reality you're just going to find people's boring day-to-day lives? Ugh. Yeah, like they, they get the skull. They, they get all the skulls. They can read minds. Suddenly it's 1962. They're trying to read the mind of JFK. And he nope. just goes, where is Marilyn? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> the T. The T. I almost made a really dark JFK joke. I need to carry on before it. Was it about reading his mind? Yeah. Just by picking it up? Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, the next day, they're en route to the ancient city of Akator, which reminds me of the Akinator, if you ever use that. It's an online thing that, like, guesses any character that you're thinking of. It was big in 2013, let me tell you. (laughs) My freshman boys volleyball team, all in on it. I've blocked off the year 2013. I will never think about that year again. That was the year I graduated from high school. That was the year I graduated freshman year of high school. Yep. And Tom apparently had a really rough year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, as they're on their way to... Akator. Skeletor. Skeletor. They are fighting. They they start to. Don't make me do my Skeletor impression. (laughs) You don't. I'm not. (laughs) You stopped. (laughs) I know, because you kept going. (laughs) He man. (laughs) You know they're making a new Masters of the Universe? Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I'm so excited. Uh, They start to fight their way out of the KGB's clutches. and they kill the big KGB man in the process. He gets eaten by ants. Disgusting. The power goes out immediately. Yeah. Right when you said the big KGB man, I'm like, Stalin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was Stalin was dead at this point. This was Khrushchev's time. They mentioned Stalin though. He was dead. I know, but they but they like bring him up. They never bring up Khrushchev. Yeah, nobody ever does. <laughs> All they talked about is how he wanted to go to Disney and wasn't allowed to, th- so he threw a fit. Did you know about that? No. That Obviously. sounds like me at the beginning of the pandemic, though, because I wanted to go to Disney World so bad and, you know, quarantine wouldn't let me, and that's... so I slipped into a depression. <laughs> that's, where, that's where I was at the beginning of the pandemic. Like, yep. Wow. Tom, we're yeah. one. We are one. Like, I flew back and the world shut down that week oh wait from florida yeah i flew back from florida on sunday and the nba shut down on tuesday okay we might be a little bit different mine was just i've just latched on to something that brought me joy because i was really sad about a lot of other things um also we see mutt swing with monkeys yes okay first of all first of all the monkeys are really cute second of Mm -hmm. all it's the same monkey from the first I, movie. I love the Nazi that. monkey just no. transitioned. That's what Gage is saying. I mean, He's like, look well, at that herd of Nazi type monkeys. Of monkey. <laughs> same type of monkey. This one didn't need I dates. wonder if that's just like the easiest type of monkey to train. Because that's the kind of monkey it that is. I'm not condoning this, but a lot of people keep those as pets. Mm-hmm. It's also a movie monkey. Yeah. Yeah. They're in all the movies. Yeah. Pirates. Yeah. This. Friends. Friends. Marcel on Friends. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, 
Oh, but also, I was laughing because Gage and I were watching this scene and we were discussing how, you know, it would be really hard to do this if you don't have, like, the already built the upper body strength. And he goes, yeah, I, I bet Tarzan fell the first couple of times he did it. <laughs> and he was raised by monkeys. I was like, Gage, he's literally not a real person. <laughs> what do you mean he's not a real person? Tarzan, Lord Tarzan. of the Jungle? Also- also, this scene is very obviously CGI, so I don't know how much of holding on he had to do. I know, part but of it? don't you think, like, I was trying to imagine maybe I could do that for, like, two vines if I was, like, in a fight-or-flight situation, mm-hmm. but I think it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen, dog. Not for me. Well, I would just die. <laughs> well, the CGI didn't look as bad as I remembered, mm-hmm. um, but my big problem with it was, how did he catch up to the car? I know, he had to be flying! I mean, there was at one point at the very end, it looks like he took a shortcut yeah. and like cut the corner, but still, yeah. like he went up there and he paused for a good 10 seconds. I know. And, and also, how did he not get any like vines that were kind of loose? You know what I mean? Like, even if you followed a path that the monkeys had been on, my yeah, man weighs at vines. least seven monkeys, you know, like at least probably more. I'm, let's guess each monkey weighs about 10 pounds. Okay. That's about... 70 pounds. That'd be 17 monkeys. 170 pounds? I'm guessing he weighs 170 pounds tight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Capuchin monkey weighs 5 pounds. Oh, so he weighs about... 85 pounds. That'd be... No, wait. Hang on. Yes. 34 pounds. 34 monkeys. He'd weigh 34 monkeys. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, I think... So, though, also this, I think my favorite line from the movie is in this scene, because Mud is also a swordsman, um, and he goes to sword fight with Kate Blanchett, and she goes, you fight like a young man, easy to start, e- eager to start, and quick to finish. Disgusting. Oh my also, god, I'm surprised right. he didn't die from that. My math was correct. Yeah, 34 I know, monkeys. I uh, wanted to make sure. I know sure how math works. I almost called you Gage. I don't, so I wanted to make sure. Um, so they end up escaping from the KGB, um, and they find a... Well, they have to survive falling over three waterfalls. How did no one get drop. impaled on the glass from the broken windshield? Riddle me this. I, you got this far in the movie? And are just now questioning no, I just, the survivability or injury report. I'm just specifically questioning to choosing to question this. You know, I'm picking choosing okay. my battles. I'm okay. Okay. I already questioned the monkeys. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now I'm picturing you in like an interrogation room, just angrily pointing at a 34 monkeys. Yeah. Oh, not 34. <laughs> they kill me. How did none of the vines fall? Uh, so they they end up finding a skull shaped rock uh that leads them to akator truly Uh, beautiful i know it's not real but it's gorge and mac who has triple agented himself uh who has been lying about being a cia agent well guess what he's been leaving transponders for the kgb to follow literally mac is about to catch hands i am Mm -hmm. so sick of his bullshit by this point in the movie. I really am. He just exhausts me 
fake friend. He's a snake, okay? And Indiana Jones doesn't like snakes. That's all I got to say. No, he does not. In fact, earlier in the movie, when he's in the quicksand, he has to use a snake. Which rubbed me wrong because, you know, animal rights. But I know it was a fake snake. But also... Yes, a snake. I just didn't like the idea that they had to... Anyway. It solved my problem. I know how the Soviets got there. (laughs) So, they get into the city of Akator. The Guardians, they let them pass because they have the crystal skull and they're like, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. But then the Russians come through and kill all of them. It made me a little sad. I was like... That is kind of the MO of the villains of the Indiana Jones films. It just felt really rude, you know? Like... Damn, I wouldn't want the villains to be rude. Can they try being a little nicer? Like, like, just like a little, like Dr. Doofenshmirtz on Phineas and Ferb, maybe? Ugh, I, I hate the Soviets. They're so rude, mostly. That's my number one reason for not liking somebody, is if they're rude. Straight <laughs> not up. Not on ideological differences, ju- they're just rude. Just rude, mostly. I mean, wouldn't you classify a lot of ideological differences as being rude discriminating against others rude straight up i i guess i would that's a really very broad classification <laughs> sure. yes. you know that's just sometimes i don't want to have to break it down i'm just that person is rude i don't like them why were they rude go find out yourself i guess <laughs> uh so when they find out that the aliens temple um, well, sorry. The temple. We don't know they're aliens yet. But... Spoilers, Dan. Spoilers. Yeah. Who could have guessed? Uh, the temple is filled with artifacts because the whoever these people are, uh, they're archaeologists studying the cultures of Earth. Like Which me is pretty cool, TBH. In my Anthropology 1 class. Goodbye. <laughs> um, they enter a chamber where they find 13 crystal skeletons, and one of them is missing its skull. Don't you hate when that happens? Uh, they put the skull on top of the skeleton, which Spalco, Kate Blanchett, does, because she has shown up again. She really makes it all about her. She does. She really does. Uh, so she puts the skull on top of the skeleton, and uh-oh, the room starts spinning. Somebody had too many vodkas. Whoa. Whoa. Me after one vodka. <laughs> You after half a beer from the Buffalo Wild Wings. Stop! That was one time and it was a big glass. <laughs> Dang, nab it. Um, the aliens uh, telepathically offer a reward to the group and Oxley is able to communicate with them through his mind's eye or, or whatever. Um, I got it. That was funny. Oh, thank you. That was a Scott Pilgrim reference. Goodbye. Um, Kate Blanchett's like, I want to know everything. Which, first off, this seems like a genie sort of situation where you got to be very specific with your mm-hmm. guidelines. But they're I like, also okay. Feel like the classic trope. Like, I feel like I can't remember where I heard this, but there's some other movie story. Maybe it's multiple. Who knows? Maybe it's this movie I'm thinking of, where they're like, you can't know everything because it's literally too much for the human brain. Uh huh. Oh, Did that's she just not trope. know that? Did she? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Did she not know that her brain and her eyes will literally explode, ma'am? Can't you see? Like, I want to know everything about dogs. I do. <laughs> that's what I would ask for. Um, 
they aliens they they start giving her an overwhelming amount of knowledge through some weird beam that goes in her eyes and mouth so it's scary and she's getting lasik from the yeah. aliens which makes her dissolve into dust and fly up into the sky uh, through a portal into the alien's dimensions. Oh, and you mentioned John Hurt starts acting like normal again. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's all it takes. Did I? Me- did you mention that and I just missed it? Am I dumb? No, I didn't Oh, thank God. It. I'm a little sad that he has exactly one line as a normal person. Yeah. Also, can I and just say... And it's also weird that that line is, I was the elephant man. <laughs> <laughs> It made me really sad to see his character for a lot of this movie. Like I, I, yeah. I know that's the point, but it just made me like uncomfortably sad. Um, mostly because, and I don't mean to like be serious or anything. It just reminds me of like the effects that mental illness can have as you get older, and like specifically like dementia and things like that. And that's just kind of what it reminded me of, and it made me depressed. So I just wanted to touch on that. I don't know what yeah. I wanted to touch on based on that. I just wanted to bring it up that that was an emotion I had that I probably didn't have the first time I watched this movie in 2007. You know, I thought he was just a kooky old man. I wish, Dan. Can <laughs> we trade brains for that? that? Can we um, trade for that? Because it made me sad. <laughs> so uh, the, the good guys escape and Mac and the Soviets get sucked up into the alien's dimension because and Mac this is- tried to steal treasure. This is the only appearance of the whip the whole movie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Except for the very beginning when he takes it back from the Soviet Oh, yeah. yeah. But this is like the only time he uses it for <laughs> whatever reason. The use of the whip, yeah. Uh, no, he has swung from the rafters in Area 51. Oh, okay, you're right, down. you're right. God forbid. <laughs> um, so I apologize for the kitchen noises happening behind me now. Wow, uh, but- how dare you clank in your own kitchen. I've seen a film with that title once. Clank in your own kitchen? Is this yeah. another porn joke? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the city crumbles as the gang watch from atop a hill as a flying saucer rises and departs for another dimension. And then the waters of the Amazon River flood the takeoff spot, leaving no trace behind. I gotta ask, Tom... What did you think of this yeah. scene? I know you had commented on the uh, effects in this movie. Opinions. I mean, obviously, it's going to look fake. It's literally an alien spaceship. But I would like you to touch on it if you have any opinions. I'd like to hear them. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Sorry, I very much did. I just, you know, you mentioned it. I just wanted to ask. I mean, I think the effects looked fine. Um I would probably say for the look that we're going for, this is probably the best they could have done. Um, like they didn't make like it was a very like nondescript spaceship. Mm-hmm. So your classic flying the, saucer. Yeah. So it was. It, I mean, just from like a VFX standpoint, it's like make it shiny, <laughs> and that's that's about it. Mm-hmm. Nothing so, says future like chrome. Am I right? Yeah, but it, they totally went the route. I kind of hope they would go where they kind of like at the same time as like showing the spaceship leaving earth to like, sh- like it covering its own tracks and like, Oh, nobody will ever find that. I enjoyed that mm-hmm. where it was like, they thought, they thought it all the way through. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. I just was curious. I also like yeah. to mention, I think it's sort of, I don't know, I like that line that John Hurt has that's like... I'm I was just, the elephant man! Yep, that's the one. <laughs> no! <laughs> when he's like, just, and now their footprints have been swept away as yeah. if with a broom or something like that. That's just so, I mean, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you think about it. Yeah, the aliens were there, but there's also like this whole culture of people who worshipped and worked with and protected these these creatures and now it's all gone the people are gone the city is gone the artifact i am being so depressing tonight i am so sorry it's almost like i close my eyes only for a moment then the moment's gone same old song just to drop a water in the endless sea dust in the wind thank you all we are is dust in the wind thank you dan thank you dan then Indy and Marion get married. Mutt goes to put on the hat. Indy does not say, in your dreams, kid, despite me remembering him saying that line as he goes to put on the hat. It would totally be on brand for him to say yeah, that. Yeah, it line. would. Yeah. And then the movie ends. Da, 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 da. We made it. <laughs> but um, it's not that theme. It's like the Marion love theme. Yeah. Which I love. That is, sir, that is not what it sounds like. There's no burlesque Indiana Jones. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Height of the Cold War. Tom, since this is your favorite movie, you go first. (laughs) About the film thoughts. Just how it was. Yeah, you know, anything. Anything. What's the tea, Tom? Um, So I think I... I liked it about the same as I expected to like it. Um, it's still definitely an Indiana Jones movie, so it gets a baseline one star. Okay. Uh, I think I gave it a star and a half on Letterboxd. Um, just because it's, it felt like, it, I mean, it, it was just a movie that felt like a cash grab the entire time. So just because it had that hanging over it, that... It, it it I just basically couldn't enjoy myself the entire time. Um, th- I think it would have been different if this was like the sixth or seventh Indiana Jones movie, and they had been making them in the next like, in that twenty year span between the Last Crusade and this movie. I think I might have liked it better because we would have seen that evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like the the whole thing was like. Oh, now they're doing this because like like everything they were doing was because of like oh we tried it before in a previous movie we're just gonna throw it here because we can. Um, it felt very much kind of like recycled parts just put together in a movie. Okay. Um, and again with all of like the tiny little plot point things where it's like how did they know where the uh, the gravesite. I don't know. Sorry, I, sorry. If you could hear that. That's Poppy. She's Poppy. yowling. I Anna thought that was a baby, outside. a human baby. At first, I was like, "Dan, congratulations." Poppy's agreeing with me. Yeah, she Poppy's is. Poppy's like, "Preach, Tom." <laughs> she, a, yeah. Anna, the reason there, were, I sorry to no, you're fine. Your point, Tom. I, I completely get what you're saying, um, <laughs> but Anna came back and then left for a second, and then Poppy watched her leave and just started going. <laughs> She's like, mother, return immediately. Yeah. Well, I mean, you left her for like 10, ten days. 10 days. Oh. It's like, she's just worried you're going to leave again. Oh my gosh, she's Poppy. been so happy that we are around. Yeah. 
Oh, she missed uh, you so much. Oh, I love animals. I'm going to cry. Well, Anna Mole, tell me your thoughts on this movie. Well, I already told you a little bit, um, not to be cheesy again, but like, I want to like this movie more because I do have good memories of like, the only other time I ever saw it was like such a fun, weird experience for me. I love fire Um, alarms. It was the power went out, Daniel. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking of a time where I was at a movie and the fire alarm went off. See, we all have had a a kooky movie experience, (laughs) am I right? (laughs) Mine was fireworks outside that we thought were gunshots. Oh, that's not kooky. That's not kooky. That's not kooky. Um, (laughs) Ooh. um, Yeah, no, I I like it. Um, I definitely think there are parts of it that, like, I really enjoyed when I was in... I think when I was in seventh grade, I thought this was the coolest movie on the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. Tom, when I was in seventh grade, you would have been like, yikes, okay? I wore a (laughs) dress that had David Archuleta's face on it every single day of my life. Yikes! And I also had long, straight hair, middle part... I was I was ugly. I was weird. <laughs> that part was so clear in your microphone. Good. I want the world to know that I've bloomed. I've blossomed. Wow. Or else. Like an onion from Outback Steakhouse. Wow. She has bloomed. Oh my god. I'm nothing if not a blooming onion. Anyway. Wow. No, I really... There are parts of this movie that I really enjoy. Um, I like... For once yeah. in my life, the action parts of this movie are actually really fun. Yeah. Um, I love yeah. all the parts, like I said, like... With Shia LaBeouf on his motorcycle, um, when they're sliding, and there's like so many cinematic shots that I just remember from like the trailers and stuff, and how hyped this movie was when it came out. Because they're like, "Oh, Indiana Jones! There hasn't been one in so long. Whoa!" But it misses the mark on some things. Um, yeah. I.e., why did they choose aliens? They could have chosen, right? Like. The True Cross, Noah's Ark, these are all Catholic things, but it seems like so many of these mystical artifacts are related to religion. I'm sure there are things in other religions that people could be looking for as well. Mm -hmm. I don't think it had to be aliens. I think with a little bit of digging, we could have gone looking for something else that's fact or myth exists somewhere, Yeah, you know. Like, in the other movies, the quote-unquote power of God part was a lot more mundane Mm -hmm. than this. Mm -hmm. Like, just besides raiders melting people's faces off. Yeah. Very mundane. Um, I see it every day. Yeah. Yeah. Faces Uh, melting? Boring. This this was just a touch too far in the supernatural. Yeah. And didn't... And it also didn't have, like, the historical context that the Holy Grail or the Ark of the Covenant or even, like, that the stones and temple of doom where it's like, that was kind of like, all right, that's just a religious artifact that we, that the mainstream media doesn't know. Exactly. About. Like, it doesn't have to be about Christianity. It can be something from a made up yeah. religion. It can be something from a real religion. It can be looking for the 10 commandments. It can be, you know, like there's loads of things that I think could have been a fun adventure to go on. They, yeah, they already, st- they already found the 10 commandments. Oh. the Ark of the covenant. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sand. Might be, might be, might be. That's, yeah, that was the whole point of the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been four weeks. Please cut me some slack. <laughs> it's been a whole um, ass month. 
so part of their reasoning for why they went with aliens instead of another biblical or something like that, um, MacGuffin, I'll guess, is because for the first three, they were trying to emulate the style of the 30s uh, film reel kind of serial sort of swashbuckling stuff. And then this one, they were going for a 50s kind of alien sort of thing, which is to their detriment because the 30s swashbuckling stuff has aged far better than the 50s I saw an alien eat my girlfriend's face films. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you. I think those 30s hunting for artifacts, Indiana Jones, it's timeless compared to like the things that are going on, save for the fact that his enemy is the Nazis. Those are stories that could be told today. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And the swashbuckling part of it is like, that's the perfect word to describe the first three movies. And that's exactly why they did well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like this movie just did well because it was an Indiana Jones movie. And it had so many big names in it. And it had so many big names in it. Yeah. It was. Neil Flynn. Yep. That's the one. That's the only name (laughs) starring Neil Flynn. to, To this movie's credit, before you see everything you see before you see it they did correctly they brought back the original cast they brought back the original crew steven spielberg directed it john williams did the score like they did every all the steps correctly and then they brought aliens into it Mm -hmm. like i'm even fine with switching to the soviets like that's obviously the quote-unquote updated nazis Mm -hmm. yeah if they're gonna keep harrison ford they need to move the time period Right. They just so need. Yeah, and the Soviets are again like we were talking last episode about how Nazis are kind of like just the generic villain in the movie. Like we never really go into Soviet like ideology or anything like that. They're just you could have called these all of these characters Nazis and we wouldn't have known the difference. Yeah. 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 So I'm fine with that. The aliens was just way too much. Yeah. Like. And you could have kept, like, the El Dorado. I like how they went to, like, it ended up being in South America because the last few were in, like, the Middle East. Why didn't they just go on a hunt for El Dorado and call it a day? It didn't have to be, again, it didn't have to be about aliens. Yeah, Yeah, and maybe throw some specific artifact in El Dorado Mm -hmm. if you want something tangible to bring back or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah. Some realistic fiction, my dudes. Yeah, because El Dorado is, again, in that category of the Ark of the Covenant and the Holy Grail and of, like, historical, mythical places. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't wait for Indiana Jones and Atlantis. Uh, is that what that the fifth be... one's about? I don't know. I, I was going to so. say Atlantis, but I was like, would that be too silly? Let's find out. <laughs> I mean, Lucas Disney now owns Lucasfilm and the Atlantis, Journey to Atlantis movies so oh wow animated indiana jones and the search for atlantis you're telling me indiana jones can meet the live action version of that biggest nerd in film (laughs) milo from atlantis wait don't he was kind of cute though (laughs) i love atlantis Milo kind of could get it low-key okay calm down anna (laughs) anyway Um, you chose to be my friend you can't take it back i know it's too late I can't? No. No returns. You threw out your receipt. <laughs> um, I will push back on one thing that you said, Tom. I can't wait to defend myself. Ooh. I, I mean, I get that you feel like it was a cash grab. Yeah. I don't care. 
Yeah. I, I do not care about the extenuating circumstances around a movie if they don't drastically affect the production of that movie. Like, because like, I'm thinking, like, with to continue comparing things to the Fast and Furious franchise. Always. How Paul Walker's death affected Furious 7. You, you have to know that going into it and seeing how it affects it both yeah. uh, externally and internally in the plot. With this, whether or not it was a cash grab... I get, I'm just going in caring about the movie. I don't I don't have anything. I have no ill will against a cash grab. People make your money. Get I, that okay. bread. Yeah, get get that bread. All right. My rebuttal cash grab is probably the wrong word. Indy and Marion both feel like they're cameos in this movie and that everything that's sort of indie like feels like a callback or like an homage to the original movies. And that doesn't and the things that are original to this movie just don't feel substantial enough to hold on their own. Okay. So so it's kind of it's kind of like I, I said cash grab because that's kind of all of the stereotypical parts of like a cash grab where it's like, oh, we're gonna throw Harrison Ford in this because we can and you're gonna go see it because Indy's back. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but it's mainly because just the roles in this and the just the plot it wasn't as deep as a normal indie movie um, okay and hold on none of the indiana jones movies are deep wow hot take they do not go any deep what is the depth in raiders of the lost ark the nazis are bad that's that's what's the depth in temple of doom women are bad Wait just a gosh dang second. <laughs> no. Maybe it's like they just spend more time, like the pacing in the first three are, is slower, mm-hmm. where they spend more time working things out of the plot. Like it feels like a lot more happens in this movie. Maybe. But it also so moves it, quicker. If I may so jump it, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it moves quicker. So it's doing a lot more glossing over of things. I think is what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some trivia about the film. Can't wait. Let's hear it. Shia LaBeouf <laughs> signed Why are you on. Laughing? I'm nervous. Because, because Shia LaBeouf signed on uh, without reading the script or, or knowing what character he'll be playing. He was just super excited to be in a new Andy in a Jones movie. Um, I'm laughing because the first sentence is, well, he would later come to regret it. I Shia mean, LaBeouf signed on. Should have read same, the script, boo-boo. Same with Kate Blanchett. She accepted it because she wanted to play a villain, and she came up with the haircut herself. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Mistake number one. She it might was, be unproblematic, but that haircut is problematic. Yeah, that haircut is canceled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only indie movie to be filmed entirely in the United States. Mm. Hawaii wow. was the jungles of South America, and New Mexico doubled for Nevada. Oh. I don't know why they couldn't they just didn't drive just, north. Yeah, there's lots of deserts in Nevada. It's mostly desert. Mm-hmm. It's mostly like federal land yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Weird uh, flex, but okay. This is like most of Nevada isn't Nevada. That's like how High School Musical was shot in Utah, but it takes place in Albuquerque in New Mexico. Like, yeah, like. Just go a little bit to the left, my dudes. Yeah. Well, 
Um, Brody didn't he appear died. in the film because his actor died uh, in 1992. Mm-hmm. And Sean Connery didn't appear in the film because Steven Spielberg asked him and Sean Connery went, retirement is too fun. I mean, flex on <laughs> us, Sean. I get it. Um, I, w- I would have wanted to see like an explanation as to why the Holy Grail didn't work. Like, yeah. how did Sean Connery's, how did he die? He's supposed to live forever. Yeah. Yeah. It we didn't work because Sean Connery didn't feel like working. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could have maybe seen, like, if he, it just, like, extended his age. Like, it just slowed down. Like, like it wasn't as. Like, he's it's a not skeleton like a, that can walk. Why? Well, it's kind of, like, it's not an eternal thing. It's like, all right, you live to be 130 mm-hmm. or something like that. Why did they have to kill him? Why couldn't he have just been, you know, not there? Because Indy is 60-something, and his dad was already old. So? My parents are 60-something, yeah. and their parents are old, but they're still alive. But Sean Connery looked like a man that would die young. Oh! In- in Last Crusade. He did not Fair. die young. He had a full wow. and fruitful life. I was going to say, it's like, yikes. He lived into his 90s. He enjoyed retirement. Apparently. Very much. <laughs> retirement <laughs> too is too fun. fun. <laughs> um, Mood. So the quote that Shia LaBeouf said, he, he felt like he dropped the ball on the legacy that people loved and cherished. Uh, talking about the movie. To which Shia. Spielberg replied, there's a time to be human and have an opinion. And then there's a time to sell cars. <laughs> what does that, that sums mean up, that sums up exactly why i'm not a fan of this movie. <laughs> Literally, I... like hold off on, on giving your thoughts until the dvd release is, is oh done oh my Shia. god right spielberg like, really just said i'm trying to pad this pocket i want to go on vacation right. i'm trying to hit that yeah. seven billion mark mm-hmm. he was at six then yeah um, steven please yeah. You have so many good films, so many good franchises. Please. Uh, the idea for the nuclear fridge originally came from Back to the Future, which was going to be the way how Marty traveled through time. Call back oh to my. our Back to the Future episodes. Not in the fridge. Wow. That's two. No. Yeah, I've cut down. That's... Wait, so no DeLorean? They were going to do a fridge? They were going to nuke a fridge, and that would be how he traveled through time. Can you imagine? Wow. That's a lot of collateral damage just to travel right? through time. Um, so, some things that could have happened in the movie. Um, Scarlett Johansson, Natalie Portman, Gemma Arterton, Michelle Yeoh, and Virginia Madsen were all considered for Spalco. Oh, ScarJo would have been interesting. I mean, she Scar already Joe plays a Russian person. It is me, Black Widow. Yep, that's the one. Uh, John Reese davies opted out of appearing as a cameo of Sala in the wedding because he didn't feel like it was a big enough role Dan, for the character. Please address him by his correct name. Sorry, Gimli. Thank you. I don't know if... I guess they would be good enough friends. Yeah. That I think they they'd be go good friends, wedding. but he'd have to travel internationally. That's expensive. Yeah. Yeah, that's like I don't like he always seems to be a good friend that's just like if you're in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of and thing. I also feel like I don't know much about communication in the fifties, but I feel like it'd be hard to get like your invitation out and like it's not like you could just like Facebook message them, Hey, I'm engaged. I'll send Airmail, you an baby. evite because it's impossible to get a letter to you in time. Yeah. Please respond to my not website. 
mm-hmm. I think he's on the list of people where you send them a wedding invite fully understanding they're not sure. Yeah, yeah, just to like announce, hey, yeah. married. Hey, we got married. Mm-hmm. And also, also, it's Marion and Indy, so I'm sure they just decided, hey, we're going to go to the church on this day and get married. Yeah, it looked pretty intimate, you know. Yeah. Um So, in the original in one of the original treatments, Indy had a daughter instead of a son, which lines up with the show The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles where Indy mm-hmm. has a daughter instead of a son, but they only show that in like the modern day scenes in that where he's telling the stories to his daughter, but he's a crotchety old 90 something year old man. Oh. And in every subsequent release, they've cut those scenes out completely. Love um, that. So they. It's still canon. So it's not canon. According to George Lucas, it is all cut out. Sons uh, yeah. only. Wow. No women allowed. No women. Girls uh, have cooties. Following the Temple of Doom message. No women. <laughs> yup. There's literally a sign that's saying no girls allowed except mom on the Temple of Doom DVD. I swear to God. And then lastly, Frank Darabont wrote a draft of the script. It was called Indiana Jones and the City of Gods, which is where the aliens and nuking the fridge scene came from. But Mutt was not in the film. Mm. That's a better title. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot, but I think it's too close to City of God, the Nicolas Cage movie. Or, ci- or okay. City of An- City of Angels, City of God. Which, yeah, I don't think it's in Whichever City of one God. has Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. God, every movie should have Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. But it was oh written God. for a movie. Yeah, no. Um, that, I don't like the title of this movie, and I don't think it fits with the other titles of the other movies. I also <laughs> think it's silly because there's not really a kingdom. Right. I don't know. That might be too literal, but still. Like, is the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull just El Dorado? Because I would have rather had Indiana Jones goes to El Dorado. Every time somebody <laughs> says the word El Dorado, I start singing the Elton John written theme song for the El Dorado movie from DreamWorks. That might be why they didn't go to El Dorado. Because they already that did that slaps? in a different DreamWorks movie. El Dorado. I mean, well, this is technically this isn't DreamWorks, but it's still Spielberg. Yeah, it's still Spielberg. Uh, so now it's time for my questions. I yes. have three yeah. this time. Ooh. I was wrong last time, but I have three this time. Okay. Um, Anna, would this movie be better, or worse, or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Spelko? Spelko. Sorry, fine as Mutt. I think this role was written for Shia. I'm gonna say it. I don't think there's room for JTT in this film. Shame. That's a shame. I, I think, know. I think it would work. I'd love to see him with his two little white puffy dogs that he has now <laughs> on the motorcycle. I would really, truly love to witness that. Let's make it happen. That's all I have to say. I'll call him up. We thought Thank we you. saw him when we were driving in L.A. If you ever just a man in a Jeep renegade. Listen to me. If you ever meet him. You need to call me immediately. FaceTime. Okay. I don't give a crap sure. how you get to me. How am I going to... Why would I meet him? I don't know. What if you do? What if you're at the grocery store and he's also picking up some vegan groceries and and you're there picking up regular groceries <laughs> and you both reach for the broccoli and your hands brush and you look lovingly into each other's eyes and you call me immediately. While I'm still looking into his eyes. Yeah, while you're holding hands, you go, hey, hang on one second. You know who would really appreciate this intimate moment we're having? My friend like, Anna. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Tom, would this movie be better, worse, or the same with who? Who's the actor? Who's your favorite actor? Tom Hanks. Oh my Tom God, Hanks. Dan. I'm sorry. I was thinking Ben Platt. That was Mark. I know. Um, better, worse, or the same. I, however, I was thinking today. Should I have said Pierce Brosnan at the first during Raiders hmm. about? But I'm like, ah, nah, Tom Hanks is still. Tom Hanks is Indiana Jones. Oh, worse. Yeah. Significantly worse. Yeah. Um, it would be Robert especially Langdon. Especially this movie. Again. Especially this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there's no other character for him to fill in, other, except for Slughorn. Yeah. He's just, he's just not gritty enough. He's too Tom, too Hanksy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then better works are the same with Jimmy Stewart as uh, the aliens. Better. <laughs> as all the aliens, 13 Tom Hanks is just it's, talking to you. It's, 13 Jimmy it's, Stewart's talking to me, baby. Oh, God. It's Jimmy Stewart speaking Mayan yeah. as an alien. <laughs> wah, wah. Wah, wah. He's just he's just not closing his mouth. Wah, it's wah, too much. Wah, wah. Please, it's too much. Second question. On a scale of one to five daddy-o's, what do you give this movie, Tom? Oh, my God. Uh, one and a half daddy-o's. Anna? Two for the memories. Two for the memories. I can't believe this. I'm giving it three stars. <gasps> three daddy-o's. Three da- I'm giving it daddy-o, daddy-o, daddy-o. Whoa. I think this is just as good as Temple of Doom. Okay, hot take. In fact, I enjoyed it slightly more than Temple of Doom. Hanging out with old friends. Vibin. Okay. Vibin. I can see that. I can see that. Hanging out with old friends is a good way of describing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think if they made it similarly, but like uh, two or three years after Last Crusade, I'm sure that would give me another start. Mm-hmm. Like younger indie, still just like, continuing the story yeah yeah and then my last question i know the answer to this out of the four movies which one's the best it's raiders yeah the yeah. first one it's raiders it's completely Raiders. no contest raiders is a five-star movie it's a classic what's the second best probably last crusade last crusade last crusade and then Third this best. <laughs> and then Crystal Skull. I'm not, I'm not choosing Temple of Doom or Crystal Skull. They sit equally for the memes. I, the more I think about it, I don't know if I can put either one above each other. Exactly. Only, only because I don't like them for different reasons. Oh. Well, we're on different pages here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Crystal Skull, despite how much I don't like it, is still very much an Indiana Jones movie. It hits all of the tropes. Mm-hmm. It has the char- it brings back the characters. It does everything that I asked Temple of Doom to do. It's just that Temple of Doom was made in the correct time period, <laughs> at least for my brain. Okay. Uh, like, like, if they were swapped, if they made Crystal Skull second uh-huh. and then made Temple of Doom later... Like, I would, it would be, like, I would probably like this movie. That's a way to look at it. It's a way to look at it. (laughs) This movie messes with my brain and 
makes me quite like because I know I don't like it, but it's hard to describe how I don't like it. Yeah. Just great for a podcast. Uh, it's okay. You do your best, and that's all we ask for. It's a session to work through, Tom. Yes. Um, any other thoughts about any of the franchise? It's just fun. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a good, fun time. Mm-hmm. Classic. Truly what, classic. What, what's funny is I always thought, like, man, I wish they would have made more, like, but, like, obviously in the time period. So, like, just come out with a new indie movie every two or three years. Um, but now that we've come to the end of it, I think they should have just stopped at the trilogy and that was it. Mm-hmm. Like three movies is great. They're great movies. They pretty much have done everything that we'd want them to do. And so if you make another one, make it completely different. Well, get ready to come back in two years for our episode on Indiana Jones five. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am not looking forward to that. Can't wait to see you here, Tom. Like, <laughs> Do we know anything about what they're going to do? It is we directed by James Mangold. It's not even directed by Steven Spielberg. Produced by Spielberg. Uh, and then Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in it. I I kind of hope they do... I. What's funny, I hope they do a Star Wars. I hope they... Kill Harrison Ford. Well, no. <laughs> oh my god. I hope they take the world and just do it from a different perspective and apply the same themes to a new cast of characters and new stories and new plot lines. Mm -hmm. Like do it, like respect the originals without trying to remake it and take advantage of them. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, So that is it for this week's edition of in conclusion. We'll be back next week talking about, I don't know. I have a movie franchise idea, Daniel. Okay, let's wanna, decide on air. Do you want to do Unbreakable Glass and Split? Unbreakable yeah. Split and Glass. Yeah, I've never seen any of them. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Great. We'll be back next week talking about the Shyamalanverse mm-hmm. of Unbreakable, <laughs> with Unbreakable. Split and Glass. Um, in the meantime, if you like the show and you want to support it, you can do so on Facebook, Twitter at and in conclusion on instagram at in conclusion podcast on patreon patreon.com slash in conclusion best way that you could help us is by spreading the word telling your friends getting more people to listen if you want to find me i am on twitter at dan o'keefe 86 and i have a blog at dan-o'keefe.com slash blog tom thank you for being our guest these past four weeks it's been wonderful thank having you, you for on having me thanks of tom um where can people find you if they would like to hear or see more of you <laughs> uh well you can see the both dan both dan and i uh on wednesdays at 9 8 central at fastfactslive.com what do trivia yeah what you can we, people can see that the, yeah if you don't if if you like dan's voice and want to see what the voice is connected to <laughs> you can you can it. be disappointed every wednesday <laughs> free trivia it's great um, then the rest of my stuff's at TomHillmeyer.com or at TomHillmeyerPhotos on Instagram or basically just Google my name and I'm the first three pages of Google. Look at him. Really I'm envious. SEO. SEO. I'm an, yeah. Uh, and then lastly, Anna, where can they find you? 
Well, if you Google my name, you'll get a ex- an experimental German band, so don't Google me. Kraftwerk um, presents Anna Otto. I wish I was kidding. Their music is unnerving. Um, <laughs> anyway, you can find me on Instagram at Prime 818 You can see my face there if you want. Or you can find me on Twitter at Autobots Roll Out, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll and the O in roll and the O in out are zeros. I dropped a dank tweet today, first time in several weeks. I don't know when the next one will be, so keep your little eyes peeled, friends. It's like an event tweet. Um, we will be back next week talking about Unbreakable, as we you, just decided on. Have you seen that movie, Dan? <laughs> no, I haven't. I've... I've only seen half of The Sixth Sense and all of The Happening. Those are the only Shyamalan movies I've seen. Which which half? The middle. (laughs) That's not. (laughs) Sir. (laughs) Well, you're halfway there. This one also has Bruce Willis in it. Beautiful. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, have fun, and get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. I just want you to know, I saw a truck when Gage and I were coming home from his parents' house last weekend that said in big letters on the back, stay home if you are sick, come over if you're thick, COVID-19.